wonderful friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope everyone's having an absolutely wonderful day today. I hope everybody's having a blessed day, as always, and continually getting the truth out there. And I saw something funny this morning I wanted to bring up. I thought it was pretty interesting because I figured this was going to happen as they weren't going to go down without a fight when it comes to the entire agenda that Disney's promoting. As Florida now has signed into law dissolving the Reedy Creek District that allows Disney to operate essentially with impunity as their own country and pretty much be exempt from any and all taxes and requirements, they are now saying that, it, that Florida – Disney – will not comply until the state pays off the district's extensive debt. (laughs) So what happened was, with this Reedy Creek Corporation that they built in 1967, Disney took over responsibility, they said now allegedly, for providing municipal services like power, water, roads, and fire protection. As you do in your own country or in your own city, in your own province, what they have, it's completely tax-exempt because they're essentially their own country. Hence, they had to build their own infrastructure, and they were completely free from paying any type of taxes. But what they said was is that Reedy Creek has about $1 billion in outstanding bond debt that it originally was selling to float the cost of maintaining this infrastructure that they built in, according to the credit rating agency, Fitch Ratings. Due to that pledge, they said Reedy Creek said is expecting to continue business as usual until Florida pays off their debt. Now, I knew there was going to be some convoluted nonsense that occurred with this because I had a feeling in 1967 they wrote this thing with the intentional aspect of being able to defraud the state of Florida long term and not have to have any type of requirements. The ironic about this is is that the market capital of Disney is around $80 billion with operations in China, California, and Florida, but yet they're now saying that they have this debt, which quite frankly, $1 billion is a lot of money, a lot of money to any normal individual or any normal business. However, that is literally a drop in the bucket when it comes to Disney. So what now Disney is essentially doing is they're basically kind of doing this blackmail, so to speak, to the state of Florida saying, well, if you want us to incorporate because we have this infrastructure now that's going to be part of Florida and because we had to build this on our own, if you want us to pay taxes and we're our own government now, you essentially have to pay off our debt and absorb it. So I had a feeling there was going to be some type of very strange scenario that was going to occur with Disney on this as their corporation is too big with too many blood-sucking bankers that are involved in that company in order to start allowing the government of Florida to come in and start saying you actually have to operate like any other business in any other entity in the state of Florida. So I thought that was really interesting. Also, too, in other news, this is also strange, but not surprising at all. The Biden, the bumbling buffoon now, trying to, I guess, stoke up the communist regime in the school districts. Yesterday, he went on one of his bumbling buffoon rampages, and he blatantly said while he was at his speech, he was discussing the aspect of how teachers and they have the right to essentially teach anything they want in class and how they're the target of culture wars and nobody should be saying anything against the teachers. And then he goes on to say – While the students are in your classroom, they're not somebody else's children. They're yours when they're in your classroom. 
blatantly saying now, hey, I'm giving you guys the green light. You should be able to say, do, indoctrinate anything you want, which again is emboldening the groups that are pushing with Disney in order to tell everyone you don't have a right to your children. Essentially, we will raise your children. Now, you have to remember, from a communist standpoint, that is the mantra. The, the children, your children, essentially, do via communism, they are now wards of the state. They are belong to the state. The state owns your children, and they are designed to raise up good little communists while you, whether comply or you don't comply, it doesn't matter. The children are the states. That is the communist mantra. This is because they understand the importance of biblical teachings and raising your children up in the way they should go so when they get older, they will not depart from it. Via the Bible, they don't want children learning that. That is why they are so bent on indoctrinating all these children and basically brainwashing them at such a young age because they realize if they don't get to these children at a young age by at least, you know, nine, ten years old, that pretty much it becomes very difficult to truly brainwash them for life. Now, you may be able to manipulate them and change their direction while they're teenagers and try to confuse them with a lot of this gender ideology, and sometimes it works. But when you can take a child at four, five, six, seven years old, and you can essentially brainwash them into believing communism is the best thing for them, they most time will not change from that as they get older, no matter how much they're taught. And this is why it is so important. That you continue to get the truth out there. There's something that I basically was reading the other day, and I was talking about how the aspect of what we're seeing now here is well beyond what we've watched as far as the communist regime, so to speak, just going along and saying, okay, well, we just want to have our voice heard, or we just want things to be inclusive. We just want everything to be, you know, what we want them to be. Well, the thing about this is what a lot of people have not realized is that the communist regime is not about allowing people to do what they want to do. It is not about allowing people to have freedom of speech. Edward Perez, the director of product management and societal health at Twitter, he put out a memo yesterday called Irreconcilable Differences, and he went on to say this. He said, it's a time of genuine discomfort and uncertainty. Most of us deeply believe that Twitter is much more than a tech platform. We have a deep responsibility to society, and I hope our new owner gets that. Now, I'm not getting into the aspects of what Elon Musk is doing with Twitter or anything. I'm not going to get into that right now. I want to dive into this for a very split second and un make you understand what these communists truly believe. The post called Irreconcilable Differences and this remark shows how the far-left communists really truly think and believe. The statement, and I quote from him again, we have a deep responsibility to society. In other words, these people truly believe their ideas, opinions, and vision in their sick minds are what are best for us. We don't know what's good for us over the last 200-plus years here in the United States. We don't understand anything that's been good for us at all. The only thing we should do is allow these people to tell us what's best for us. This, again, goes back to the communist indoctrination of you are not essentially your own person. You're a ward of the state. And then it goes on, really, when you look at the difference here, and I think what everybody's starting to understand here, the 
aspect of what American patriots need to realize and come to grips with is we have a deep responsibility for a freedom of speech. We have a deep responsibility from freedom from medical tyranny, freedom to arm ourselves against tyrannical governments that overreach and shut down our thriving businesses for zero legitimate reason, freedom from dangerous, perverted sexual indoctrination on our very young children. We have freedom from that. And when you start understanding that we have that freedom and they only dissipate if we relinquish them to the communists that are actively trying to remove those freedoms from us. When you see comments like this, we have a deep responsibility to society and you understand these people are hardcore Marxists and what they're trying to promote. You have to come to grips with the fact they want to make sure you do not have a right to say anything. You don't have a right to take vitamins. You don't have a right to go buy vitamin C and D3 and maintain your health. You don't have a right to homeschool your kids. You don't have a right to travel freely unmolested on your way. They want you to be at the sole beck and call of them so they can teach you, indoctrinate you, and turn you into essentially a perverted moron that only follows what they say, as blunt as that gets. Because when you start having these groups come out and say, we're so scared of this conservative misinformation they're speaking about, and we need to make sure everybody has the right to be able to speak freely, well, except for them. You know, it's okay if the cross-dressing pervert wants to wear horns and makeup as a grown male and exposes genitalia to young children at storybook perverted hour. That's totally okay, and he can do that because that's his freedom. But if an American comes in and says, no, 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 I'm not okay with you indoctrinating my children like this. I'm pulling my child out of this, you pervert. They simply go, well, you can't say that. That's, that's hate speech. You're, gonna, you're, you're violating hate speech laws now. You're now committing a crime because you're not going along with it. You have to get this through your head because once you understand this and once the switch clicks and you fully understand what they're trying to do, it's going to make you that much more aggressive, that much more awake, and that much more strong on your convictions that you have to hold on to right now. So I saw this this morning. I wanted to get it out there. After I saw the bumbling buffoon and this Twitter and everything we're starting to see right now, I really wanted to start off with that and encourage everybody. We're not in this alone. We are all in this fight together. There are many, many, many of us in this country that still believe the true constitutional values and biblical values that this country holds. We just start have to exercising them and be vocal about them and standing up for what we truly believe. What do you think, Dan? Well, you know, Austin, the whole thing is with the censorship and all of the things that they're trying to do to, you know, everybody here in the United States, it just gets to the point where you kind of sit back and you go, this is just ludicrous that we're actually dealing with this on an ongoing basis. But then we have to take a look at, you know, Elon Musk and Twitter because this thing's not what we think it is. And let me, let me explain this to you. And, and, I, and I talked about it some this week and last week. They have to allow Elon Musk to buy Twitter. You know, he he's a capitalist. He's worth close to why he's over a hundred billion dollars. Nobody gets to the billionaire boys club unless somebody gives them the nod. And then you start digging into his background, you start digging into his past, it gets really murky. He's got a mother who was in some weird stuff, and his father was head of the technocracy movement as far as bringing technocrats into the government positions, as far as people have skill sets, as far as being able to run the government based upon scientific knowledge, I guess, best way to put that. But the point is, he's got some really weird stuff involved in his life, including a potential connection between his mother and, and, you know, Charles Manson in California, the murderer of Sharon Tate. I mean, there's some weird stuff going on with this, and we, and we need to stop for one second. We have to ask ourselves a question. You know, oh, vomit, oh, 
Biden or whatever you want to call it, the Biden administration, he's got a new disinformation governance board. And that's going to be part of the DHS, Department of Homeland Security. This is handed by Nina Jackowitz. And the objective of this board is to go after whatever they deem as misinformation and whatever we mean, whatever they mean by go after or fight against is not exactly known. I mean, are people going to be charged with disinformation now? So you make a law against it if you have your opinion? What about the First Amendment? But this disinformation governance board is going to be supposedly just focused on disinformation about Russia. And then, and then you look at what Gina, Nina Jakovic said in a tweet she just put out. She said that the cat's out of the bag. Here's what I've been up to for the past two months and why I've been quiet here. Honored to serving on the Biden administration, helping shape our counter-disinformation efforts. Counter-disinformation efforts? Well, that's what the CIA has been doing. They've been countering real information. Because, because you know, and, and how long this board has been around is actually you know, not really known. It would, they would be, it would be useful to the deep state basically during the pandemic, et cetera, and during the aftermath of the election because you could go out and say to different people, no, you cannot talk about this. Now, the major platforms who are also Cabal's control, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, et cetera, they basically would take you, suspend you, or expel you from basically their platforms like they did with us if you say stuff they don't like. But the public outcry against social media censorship is starting, and people are beginning to realize that there are other platforms out there, such as Telegram, Parler, Substack. And now they have thousands, enough, not millions, of new users and views because people are wanting to hear other alternatives than the fake alt-media. Remember, 80%, 90%, 95% of the alt-media, whoever you're talking about, is pretty much fake. There aren't that many real people that are going to talk about any of this stuff. And then you have to ask yourself about Elon Musk again. You know, he wants to transform the platform into a safe haven for free speak, speech. Well, how's he going to do that with the Department of Homeland Security setting up a new division against that? He supposedly has massed millions of new fans for being a champion of free speech, and everybody thinks he's a cool guy. But, you know, you guys got to stop for one second and think about this. His grandfather, Joshua Haldeman, was the head of the Canadian technocracy movement in the 1930s. And his mother has alleged ties to satanic groups, including Charles Manson. She's kind of a weirdo. She's all into that African witchcraft stuff, and that's one of the reasons they said that she moved to South Africa for a bit. And you and you need to understand that all of this stuff is based upon what we're reading from the mainstream media. You know, and now and now, you know, people out there are still being told that they don't reduce and get rid of certain tweets that they're gonna be taken off of Twitter, which is probably something that Elon Musk is not be actually involved in yet, because I doubt he's taken over the management roles of Twitter yet. In fact, I guarantee you hasn't as big as that organization is gonna take a while. We've got to realize that right now, if you're found guilty of misinformation by the Disinformation Governance Board, what a name. Uh, keep in mind, this is the Department of Homeland Security, and U.S. citizens can be, can, detain, can be detained by the Department of Homeland Security thanks to Obama and the National Defense Authorization Act law he signed that basically they, you can be detained without even being brought to charges. So this is some weird – this is like George Orwell's 1984 of just advanced, advanced steroids in which they're trying to figure out you know, what in the world you know, is going on here with all of this stuff. And it's all about the disinformation that the media is putting out and the government is allowing to go out. So be really, really, really careful right now and tell your friends you know, if they're really Elon Musk's you know, devotees and they love Elon Musk. How did Tesla get its funding? That's a good question, isn't it? I mean, how in the world is he worth hundreds of billions of dollars? Who financed all that? Who put all that money out there? That's, there's only one group that could do that. That's the international bankers. 
And the same thing with Facebook, the same thing with all of these guys. They're promoted through these different organizations, through the funding through these international banks. And so Elon Musk, he's a controlled guy. And it's just like Bill Gates is. They all are. They're all cutouts. And so be very, very careful about hooking your cart to Elon Musk because I don't trust the guy. He's talking about you know, melding humans with robots and, and you know, and brain chips. And then he warns you in the next sentence that they don't, you shouldn't let him put a brain chip in you, but he's telling you that you need to do it, but he tells you you shouldn't do it. And the guy speaks out of both sides of his mouth. Something ain't right with the boy. Actually, he's got some type of autism or some type of learning disorder, some type of, uh, how should I say, Asperger syndrome. But he's, he ain't, he ain't quite right in the head. I haven't figured out what's going on. Now, mind you, he could be a really high level functioning genius. Okay. I got that. All right. He could be. I don't know. And that's how a lot of the high-level functioning geniuses act. Uh, I know a bunch of guys that have – women that have over 150 IQs. And, and quite frankly, I only know I only know one of them that's not weird. <laughs> I'm just letting you guys know that. They're all weird. And, and, and a lot of that has to be – a lot of that's determined on their personality types. And it also determines on how they were raised. If they were raised by weird parents, they get a real big second dose of weirdness. I mean, they get really, really strange. And yesterday I was speaking to my, a friend of mine who's a doctor and he told me in Austin, he goes, you know, this weekend my daughter came home with her three liberal friends. And he goes, and I try to talk to them about conservative issues and conservative values and it's like talking to the wall. And then they just want to argue with you about everything and you know they're wrong. You know that you're right, but they feel the same way and there's no getting along with them and there's no communicating with them. All you end up doing is talking at each other, and that's the problem, isn't it? That's why it's important that like minds stay together and that we don't allow ourselves to be pulled into friendships of people that are weirdos. And I, I know that sounds weird, okay? I'm not saying that we shouldn't minister to them, that we shouldn't help them become Christian, that we shouldn't try to guide them on the right way. I'm not saying that. Some people are just strange, and if you get around them, they start giving you strange ideas and strange thoughts and Sometimes that bad seed corrupts you. Remember, the Bible says a little salt works its way through the entire leaven. You don't want to do that. Always stay grounded in the word of God and with what Jesus says. Because if you don't do that, you get caught up in these winds of teaching. Look at Elon Musk's mother. She drags, gets dragged off to South Africa, goes to South Africa, traveling all over the world with her parents. And suddenly she's in all this weird stuff. Something ain't right with that whole family. Just thought I'd bring that up. Austin, what do you think about what's your next story? You're absolutely right. I mean, there's definitely some strange things that are going on. Even when you look at the numbers from Tesla, it's very strange. You know, their annual gross profit in 2019 was like $4 billion. Their annual gross profit in 2020, mid all the lockdowns and all the shutdowns and almost every other manufacturer collapsing because they couldn't get parts, his gross profit went up to $6.6 billion for Tesla. Then suddenly by 2021, it more than doubled to $13 billion. By 2022 this year, it was already basically at $27 billion essentially um, for the last 12 months. The numbers don't add up when you look at the total sales because even if you look at basically the numbers from 2018 to 2019 to 2020, 2019, they did 192,000 car sales. Well, 2020, they did 217,000 car sales. So how do you go from $4 billion to six billion to thirteen billion in revenue year over year, but your car sales aren't jumping up that dramatically. Same thing with twenty twenty. There was only two hundred seventeen thousand car sales. So they sold basically thirty thousand more cars in twenty twenty than they did twenty nineteen, but yet their gross profit more than doubled. How does that occur when your sales only went up by basically, you know, ten percent? 
So these are the numbers that I've always asked about, and a lot of stuff I think that is going on, and this has just been my personal personal opinion on this. I think the aspect of SpaceX that is the backside of Tesla, similar how Amazon has their military-industrial complex, I think a significant amount of money has been funneled through SpaceX in building space-based weapons platforms. As we know, Elon Musk has sent an enormous amount of satellites up, allegedly, and a lot of the other platforms or vehicles that are being used in space, whether it be the space air force that they're talking about. I think there's a whole other side of this with Tesla and SpaceX that a lot of people aren't looking at when it comes to out of this world <laughs> traveling, whether it be spaceships. And again, I'm, I, a lot of people are going, well, you're getting far out there, Austin. I may be getting far out there, but you got to think about it. How in the world are you selling an extra 30,000 cars? Your sales go up 10%, but your profit goes up 120%. How do you go from $6 billion in gross sales to over $13 billion in gross sales, and you only sold 30,000 more cars? Maybe somebody could figure out those numbers for me because I'm not their accountant, but those numbers don't add up. Where did the other $7 billion come from? Because you sure as heck didn't make $7 billion in gross profit off 30,000 cars. Just do the math. And remember, Tesla's connected with SpaceX. They're like, you know, conjoined. So again, what are they doing on the back end with SpaceX? What are they doing with this entire space force that Trump, you know, tried to roll out there? There's a lot of stuff that I think is going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain in another dimension, so to speak, that I think a lot of people don't fully understand. And that's why I continue to tell people, do research on kind of what this whole aspect is. Because when you start looking at CERN and what they've been doing in Switzerland with that whole thing and finding the God particle and trying to open up these black holes to these other dimensions, I think there's some really, really sinister stuff that's being cooked up behind the scenes. And the problem with it is, and so again, my opinion, I think a lot of churches are refusing to talk about this because they don't want to lose tithe offering. And a lot of pastors are refusing to address these topics because it's not the cool, hip, the current thing to support. And I think a lot of Christians are going to be deceived by what happens the next coming years with this stuff because there's definitely something that's going to occur with space platforms, whether it be vehicles, whether it be weapon platforms. There's going to be something that occurs, and it's going to, it says this in the Bible, it's going to deceive an enormous amount of people, even Christians, are going to be deceived by this because a lot of them are not going to understand and they're not going to fully comprehend what's been going on for years leading up for this. That's why in Genesis chapter 6 when it talks about basically the Nephilim were there then and after the flood. These clowns haven't left. They've been here the whole time, and they've been trying to bring back what they had back then. Because remember, the level of energy that was on this earth before the continents that were divided was immense. I mean, you had the unbelievably amount of fertile soil, the amount of energy, everything. There's a reason why God separated the continents the way he did. There's a reason why we continually find all these crazy pyramids and these crazy structures all across the globe, a lot of which are underwater now. These things were not supposed to be around. God did not apparently appreciate them or like them, hence the flood. He flushed the toilet for a reason on the earth, and it wasn't because he was pleased. You can read that clearly in Genesis. So I thought it would kind of tie into that on more stuff that you have to look at behind the scenes with Tesla and SpaceX, especially when it comes to gross revenue. Like I said, I'm not an accountant, but I do understand spreadsheets and math, and when I've looked at the gross profits on this, how do you sell 30,000 more cars but make seven? Seven billion dollars in net profit and gross profit more doesn't make sense. The numbers don't add up. There's cash flow coming in significantly from somewhere else, considering the fact those cars 
only cost fifty to sixty thousand dollars a piece, and that's total MSRP cost on them. Also, too, in other news that I saw now, and this is something that's quite disturbing, is now Moderna has now decided that they are submitting their request to start injecting children six months to five years with the RNA gene therapy. Apparently, Pfizer's has still been put on hold due to the level of side effects that occurred in the clinical trials. They're now saying that the 6,700 children that were tested in the clinical trials of the Moderna RNA injection was successful. And, and it makes me mad even talking about this. And what's crazy about this, here's, here's what it comes up with. They say that it's 38% effective in preventing infections in this age group. 38% effective, meaning a, roughly about one out of three children allegedly don't get infected with COVID when they get the shot. So you're going to potentially expose millions upon millions of children to an experimental RNA gene therapy that has already been linked to well over a million and a half serious adverse events in a year and a half based on the VAERS reporting system just here in the United States. You're going to expose all these children for the sake that one out of three children won't get infected or won't have severe symptoms when they get COVID when virtually almost all children, even when they catch COVID, the, the symptoms are minor and they recover within a couple of days. I told you when my kids got it, when Lana got it, then I ended up getting it. And, you know, it hit me probably harder than all of them. That's probably because I don't stop all the time. The children, they had it for like two, three days. It honestly acted like they got the flu for a day or two. And then, bam, they were back at it again. It was like it didn't even happen. Well, why are we risking the long-term health and safety effects of these children for an RNA experimental injection that we already know is extremely dangerous. And the answer is it's all about money, control, and manipulation of the medical industrial complex. There is no legitimate reason, and numerous doctors and numerous scientists have said this, even from the 5- to 12-year-old range, that there is no legitimate reason whatsoever to be injecting this shot into children 5- to 12. Yet, Moderna still continues to submit their plan in order to try to get these children as sick as possible. And I think a lot of this with the RNA gene therapy and whatever they put in this weird stuff, as we know now, is starting to cause hepatitis-like virus symptoms, like hepatitis-induced viruses in children. I talked about that earlier this week. We're seeing that now pop up all over the world, but yet we're still saying that this is even a remotely good idea to inject six-month-olds with a COVID RNA shot. Please, my friends, do the research before you get involved in this stuff. And if you have friends with kids, please talk to your family, talk to your children, talk to your loved ones, whoever you need to, and try to get the research to them and at least get them the truth so they can say, you know what, maybe this isn't a good idea. If a grown adult wants to be a moron and wants to go get injected with this, that's their choice. I understand there's a lot of stuff about it, and I know a lot of people regret getting it now. And I've helped a lot of people as far as getting their health back on track as best as possible with the CoQ10 and the magnesium brain food and the chelation therapy and all the other various nutrients to try to get their body back under control after they've made the mistake of getting the shot. And most of them, after they've gotten the shot, said, I would never do this again. I will never get this again. But these little kids, they don't know any better, guys. Six-month-olds to five-year-olds? I mean, I, I got a four-year-old daughter and a six-year-old son. 
you're talking about you want you want to inject these kids with this shot and you have absolutely no idea what it's going to do long term except we do know short term it's going to be as unbelievably detrimental as it possibly can be so please my friends get the truth out there continue to spread the word and thank you again for supporting health masters keeping your children's immune system strong along with your immune system strong and standing up for freedom what do you think dad you know, Austin, probably, you know, the whole statement that you made as far as the shots for these children is just very just mind-numbing. They're really pushing this. But remember, I talked about this in depth yesterday, that when the more children they cause to become transgender or homosexual or the more children they damage their fertility by having their testicles or ovaries attacked by these, you know, shots, the less they're going to have as far as reproductive cycles as far as children having kids. And we talked about it in depth yesterday, and, and that's so important that we understand that. That's why they're really targeting the children. It's about eugenics. And when we get that, you know, we get it. You know, the same thing with autism. A lot of these children now, we have millions of children who have autism in the United States. What is it, one in 37 children now, one in 37 boys? Some people say as low as one in 32 boys have autism in the United States. Well, they're never going to be out there reproducing and having families and being productive citizens. They're not going to be that. You know, the same thing is true with the girls who come down with autism or other types of learning disabilities unless they just happen to get pregnant because, well, I'm not going to go there. But the reality is this. Certain things just happen that reduce the population of the planet, and they've been doing it. You know, China had that one-child rule for years, for decades, and they significantly reduced the population because if two people have one child, by the next generation when those parents die, the population of that country is by half. It's divided by two, so it's down to half. So if you have 10 billion people and that first generation dies and they only have one child, now you're down to 5 billion. And, and that's why they're doing this. They're pushing it because, again, we talked about the Jason scholars last year. And we went into detail on what the Jason scholars said. The primary thing they were concerned about was the, you know, the huge population growth that we're having on the planet. This was back in the 50s. This was 70 years ago. And they worked with DARPA to develop ways to reduce population, including through vaccines and through sterilants added, through tetanus shots and other types of vaccines put in the third world countries. And it's just all this stuff is happening around us, but we don't want to think about it. But you said something else too, Austin. You said that the biggest problem is, is that the pulpits don't want to talk about it because they're afraid at that point that they'll become marginalized and that people will stop giving to them or change churches. And that's true. I will admit that. You will have a certain percentage of people in your church, if you start telling them the truth, the ones who don't want to wake up, the ones who are pro-gay, the ones who are pro-transgender, you know, transgender, the ones that are pro-national you know, national educational system indoctrinating your children who claim to be Christians going to your church, they're going to leave. Or they're going to raise Cain and try to get you basically fired as a pastor or have the board swapped out. They're going to do that because they're not being led by the Holy Spirit and they're not being led by Scripture. So the pastors are in a situation where they've been put into a quandary. So what they have to be willing to do is step out in faith. Isn't that what the Bible says? Without faith, it's impossible to please God. And these pastors don't want to do that because a lot of these guys, and I knew one one time. He had a cushy job. He's making like 85000 a year. He never had office hours, never visited anybody in the hospital, just lazy. Sat around, you know, watched TV all day or went to Disney all day. That's all you wanted to do. Didn't want to work. And now a lot of pastors aren't like that. A lot of pastors are working 60, 70, 80, 100-hour work weeks. They don't have sufficient staff to handle this population of their church, and they're always on call, and they're always visiting people. There's two extremes of that. There's people in the middle who try to balance it. But the reality is there are certain people out there that are preachers, and the only reason they want to be a preacher is because they have the ability to speak publicly, and they don't want to work. They don't want to do any kind of physical labor. They don't want to do anything. All they want to do is have somebody else support them and have them have an incredible lifestyle. Well, with that pastor's in charge, 
You think he's going to come in and start talking about what we talk about on this show? No way. And I've talked to a pastor of mine who's a friend of mine. He's got a huge church, and he simply won't do it because he's afraid he's going to lose people. And I, and I told him, I said, well, why don't you start a separate channel for your church and have people know that this is not something you're going to teach on Sunday morning, but you're going to start a separate channel because the churches that have done that and the pastors who have done that, they have these huge online audiences now for people who want to know the truth, kind of like we do on this show. Because people know that we're telling you guys what's really going on to the best of our ability, and we're trying to always tell you the truth to the best of our ability unless somebody's lied to us and we get a bad story. But the reality is is this. you know, The churches have to be willing to step up to the pump and start preaching stuff that's not, how should I say, profitable for the church. They have to. But if they don't, it's, gonna just, it's not going to change. And, and here's why. People are relying on Elon Musk now to get rid of censorship. <laughs> you know, I don't even know how to say that's ridiculous because he's not going to do that. You know, he may pretend like he is, and then the government's going to come in with the Department of Homeland Security or whatever's going to happen. But Austin's also right about that. How do you have hundreds of billions of dollars of profits with a small amount of units that he sells and then turn around and have a continual increase in profits with small percentages of increase in sales? It doesn't work that way with economies of scale. It just doesn't do that. It doesn't go up you know, geometrically like that. Now, we could have Elon Musk, like Amazon, where they get $500 million or billion dollars or some kind of insane amounts of money to handle the computers for the CIA, et cetera, et cetera. Elon Musk could be doing all types of governmental contracts on the side, maybe underneath the same umbrella of Tesla Motors in which they're being paid huge amounts of money. I don't know. That's speculation on my part. But something ain't right with Elon Musk. That thing's starting to stink and quack like a duck, and I don't like it anymore. But I've never really cared for him anyhow because of what he's done as far as pushing brain chips. But let's change the topics here. The foreclosure market is now starting another avalanche. There's been a 181% surge to foreclosures since March of 2020, which is two years ago. So we've had a, a huge increase. In March of 2022, forecasts for, for foreclosures surged 181% to the highest levels since March of 2020 with Chicago, New York, L.A., and Houston leading the pack. So eight months after a nationwide moratorium on foreclosures expired, foreclosures finally soared to the highest levels as the pandemic began. Remember what they did. They wouldn't let you foreclose on properties that were basically in arrears because of the quote-unquote COVID pandemic. Last month, 33,000 properties across the U.S. faced foreclosure, 181% jump since March of 2021, and a 29% pop from February, according to a report by the foreclosure tracking. The first quarter saw 78,000 properties with foreclosure filing at 39% from the previous quarter and 132% from the last quarter. These are going to go higher and higher, and here's why. The housing prices have gone through the roof. The mortgage rates now are around 5.5%, and there's no telling how many points you have to pay to get it down to that point, that level, and people are going to start not being able to make the house payments. And now the foreclosure is being allowed again, and people aren't allowed to buy these houses and not get foreclosed on because of COVID. And what's going to happen is we're going to have a massive glut of housing again, as we had in 2008. Well, there's 17 million unhold, unsold homes available in 2008. Now, maybe they're bringing all these immigrants in, you know, from South America, Central America, and from Africa, and Europe, and from Ukraine and China, whoever was, whoever they get to Mexico to come across the border. But maybe they're doing that to bring them into these houses like they did across the street from our house over here where they have the entire, almost the entire subdivision is from South America and Mexico. And so you have to ask yourself a question. 
why is all this being allowed to happen? And, you know, we're seeing a massive, you know, the stock market's been extremely erratic with what it's been doing. And so we're right. We got this giant bubble pumped up like we did in 2007, 2008. It's pumped up even bigger this time. And when that thing pops, it's going to be an unbelievable mess. I mean, the yen right now has cratered to a 20-year low as the Bank of Japan has stunned the markets with daily fixed rate operations to defend the yen's value. And all of this stuff is happening all over the world as people are wondering what's going to happen to the currency. Remember, out of chaos will come a new world order. That's the mantra of this global group of weirdo bankers. And by the way, half of people in Israel now are fearing a second holocaust. A poll which found that women of the ultra-Orthodox are more worried about another Holocaust was conducted just days ahead of the Holocaust Remembrance Day starting Wednesday evening, April the 27th. Now, why is that happening and why are they scared? I don't know. I really don't. Uh, but there's been a lot of people now that are becoming extremely anti-Semitic again because they're confusing the synagogue of Satan, which is what it's called in the book of Revelation, those who claim to be Jews but are not, is basically the primary cause of this whole mess we have globally happening. And a lot of Jews who are part of the Shabbat, Kabbalist, Luciferian cult, who know that they want to basically kill everybody and enslave everybody, realize that a lot of this information that they've been putting out is coming to roost. And a lot of people are really starting to get really aggravated with it. So a lot of people in Israel know this kind of stuff's happening because the news is not as censored over there as far as what they believe and what they do in Israel, including their 450,000 people in their gay parades and their super liberal stance on homosexuality and transgenderism and abortion, et cetera, et cetera. So they're, I guess, afraid that the world is going to see what's really happening and what they believe and come after the Jews again, which I hope does not happen personally. I think it's awful with what happened. But the reality is, is they've got to try to police their own country a little bit better and get these Kabbalist, Luciferian, international banking cartel weirdos who are in charge of their country out of office, kind of like the United States, right? Don't we have the exact same problem here? The same group of people that are running Israel, the Rothschilds fiefdom in the Middle East, they're also running the United States, according to James Traffigan. And we're also running a lot of other countries in the European bloc. And so until we can shake ourselves loose from the shackles of the international satanic banking communities, it's going to be like this. And we've got to understand that. And we've got to realize that there are a lot of people out there that are not thinking through the actual culprits with all this being the Kabbalist Luciferians. They're thinking it's just going to be the Jewish people again. It's going to be, you know, going to be, you know, basically another Holocaust to the point now when they take this poll in Israel, 50% of the people think there's going to be another Holocaust. So, Guys, you know, the biggest defense that the Israelis have and the Jews have that aren't involved in all of this stuff is to get on the Internet and tell the truth and say, hey, we want no part of this. This is not who we are, because there are a lot of Jews that are doing that now. And I have friends of mine that are Jewish, and they're very conservative. They want no part of any of this stuff. They just want to be left alone, raise their families. They don't want to be part of this. Because remember, Bill and Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama and Biden, okay, none of these guys are Jewish. Elon Musk, he's not a Jew. These people are being used as a cutout to basically lead and to head up this new world order of these international cabalists. And Austin said something else in a segment there. There's a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes from another dimension. And he's right. The Nephilim were there before and after the flood. It says that. Now, a lot of theologians have tried to change the meaning of what it says. It's not this is what it says. Just, just look at what it says and take it for what it says. They pretty much left during the flood. I guess they stepped back through their interdimensional portals of their spaceships or whatever the heck they were using, and they came right back. 
because they figured this would be a good place to hang out. I guess it's probably a lot nicer than where they came from, so they want to hang out here. I guess I don't know. You can ask them. I have no idea, but I'm being facetious. Now, don't start asking them questions because they may pop up and show up, and you don't want them to really do that at your house. Uh, by the way, another thing, you know, according to these World Economic Forum speakers, they ask what to do with useless people, okay? You know, and when you think about that, by useless, you mean people that aren't productive and following the beat and the drum of the New World Order. Um, basically, their simple thing is to get rid of them and to basically kill them. You know, and so, you know, well, it's what they want. And that's, again, as part of the population reduction. They want automatons. They want people that are hooked into a neural link, that are hooked into a 5G system, so their thoughts can be controlled and be evil all of the time. But guys, these people are not your friends. Okay, they're not, they're not your friends. And by the way, the fallen angels, just a newsflash for all of you, uh, they aren't Jewish. <laughs> just thought I'd mention that if you want to pick on the Jews. They're not Jewish. Alright, you gotta get that through your head. And so we've gotta realize that that's the enemy that we have. It's the synagogue of Satan. It's these entities or these people that are basically, how should you say, possessed by these entities that are running world events. So I wanted to kind of clear that up today, and I want to talk about that because I've been getting a lot of texts and emails, and people have been sending me that information from Israel. But, guys, just stay focused on Jesus Christ, for he is the author, and he is the finisher, and he is the perfecter of our faith. That's the most important thing that we've got to understand, and we've got to keep our eyes on him. Austin, what do you think, and what's your next story? You're absolutely right, and that's why they continue to put out different type of propaganda in order to confuse people and push them in the direction that they want. That's what this is all done. I talked about it yesterday in detail with the algorithms that we constantly keep here popping up. Oh, the, there's another new type of flu in China, and this is getting released now. Now there's videos of Beijing coming out now of people that are basically in full-blown lockdown, fences around you know Shanghai and apartments, and whether or not all of it's accurate or not, I don't know. China lies so much, you can't believe much they say, and I don't mean the Chinese peoples. There's a lot of good people over there. I mean the communist government, hence why I'm so diametrically opposed to communism. All you have to do is take a look slightly over to the left if you're looking at a globe, and there's China looking at an example of what you don't want to be involved in. They're right there. That's what's so funny to me. And when some people that I know that even are conservative and they're like, oh, no, you know, we just basically have to just learn how to get along with everybody. And I'm like, you don't understand. I told you guys earlier, these people that are communists, they truly believe that everybody needs to do whatever they tell them. They believe they're the only ones that can be right. There is no mediation. There is no compromise. It's the only thing they want is the exact way they want it done. And with people like that, you, you really can't you can't come to an agreement with them. It's like Dad just said yesterday with our friend that we knew. We had this, you know, hardcore liberal friends of his daughters come down. All you guys do is just all you do when you do that is you, you talk back and forth with one another because they are strongly held that their new way of life, their new communist indoctrination, they. Their job is to solely change everything we have built here in the United States in the last 240, 250 years. That's their job. That's their mantra. That's their overall occupation. That what we've done here has been so horrific in the United States. It has been so successful. <laughs> it has been so beneficial. And freedom is so horrific. They have to do everything they can to change it. Which, as we know, it's the complete opposite of that. But this is what happens when people get indoctrinated. This is what happens when you allow yourself to be disarmed. Like you see down in Shanghai. There's a video somebody sent me this morning 
And it was disturbing. I don't know if it was Beijing or Shanghai. It was in Chinese. I couldn't understand it. But it was very clear what was going on. And they had actually grabbed the lady who did not want to be tested. And the police officer, who only has a little blue paper mask on, okay, he's mounted her like as far as on a, like a jujitsu mount, as far as like his legs are in front of her legs. He's sitting on her waist. He's holding her arms down with both hands while he's taking his other hand and holding her head straight. And then a guy in a full white bio suit is holding her face back and prying her nose open while he shoves a six-inch Q-tip up her nose to test her for COVID because it's for her protection. And I'm sitting there looking at it. And it was just – it was disturbing to watch this happen, two individuals to do this to another human being, let alone a female and people to be recording it and walking around. And she, I mean, she's screaming, she's yelling, she's flailing for good reason. And I'm sitting there thinking, well, what about the police officer that's got his little his little paper mask on that's basically by his chin? It's not even pulled up because she's flailing so much. He's not in a bio suit. What, 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 if she actually has COVID, he's six inches away from her face, and she's skicking and screaming and spitting and flailing. Well, obviously, he's contaminated now, so he's a police officer. Does he have to go quarantine now for 14 days and starve out? How does that work for him? Well, obviously, the whole thing is a complete and total sham, as I have told you from the very beginning. When you allow tyranny to get a single foothold in your door, that's it. It's very difficult. If you've ever done home invasion tactics as far as how to prevent and protect your house from a home invasion, one of the biggest things you will learn is you never open the door. Not only that, you reinforce your door, whether you use a strong arm, which creates a triangle from your door handle to the floor to the base of the door, or you use multiple padlocks. You never open the door. You can talk through a window or talk through the door, but you never open the door if somebody's sketchy outside. Because if you crack the door, all you have to do is wedge a boot in between the door and the door sill. And if somebody's got a steel-toed boot on, you can no longer close that door. That boot acts as a doorstop. You can't close it. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how hard you push. If they have thick boots on, you are not going to close that door. And then all of a sudden, they just have to have themselves or somebody else or a group of people put pressure on the door. And you holding it behind the door, is it going to do anything? It's going to open up. It's wedged itself in now. It's exactly what you see the small amounts of tyranny that have done here in the United States that we push back against now. And obviously in China, it's gotten much worse. Once you start allowing tyranny to work its foot through the door because you slowly open the door, it's hard to get that door closed again, guys. It's very, very difficult to get that door closed again. And that's why it's so important that you resist a lot of this stuff. It doesn't matter if it's so arbitrary and you know minute like simply wearing a mask. Make it vocal. If it's something like testing, why are you testing? I said that for two and a half years. I didn't understand the topic. If you feel horrible and you are sick and you caught something, you know you caught something. The aspect of what they came out with with telling everybody that it's the asymptomatic spreaders that aren't testing, those are the ones that are spreading it, was found to be a complete and total lie. We talked about that in detail a year and a half ago on the research. They said that the likelihood of asymptomatic spreading was like 0.02%. It didn't exist because if somebody even was asymptomatic and they were carrying it, the level of viral load that their body was actually holding was so minimal, them actually spreading it to somebody else, the likelihood was next to none. This is why I tell people, keep your immune system strong. If you start feeling yourself come down with something, pop some astragalus, pop some C, make sure your D3 is already high. But as we saw in the research as well, I talked about 
scientists that came up with it two years ago. If your D3 level is over 50 when you test it in NG per ml, if it's over 50, the likelihood that you'll have serious COVID is like next to none as well. If you do, you know, you may get it for a couple of days, not saying you're not going to get sick. But the level of symptoms as far as long term and hospitalization are virtually non-existent. That's why I've seen so many people now that I've talked to. I had a friend the other day. He owns a big insurance company. He came the other day and he said, dude, I want to tell you this because his family got COVID. His wife got COVID. He never really got COVID that he knew of. He never had any symptoms from anything. He never got sick, not one time. And he goes, I want to tell you, Austin. He goes, you told me about that research as far as with COVID or, you know, D3 blood levels and preventing COVID. He goes, I got my blood levels tested again the other day. And he goes, my blood levels of D3 were like 83. And, you know, he's like, Imagine that. And I don't get sick at all anymore. I said, yeah. I said, I know. I said, the concept eludes a lot of people. I said, that's why I constantly tell people the vitamin D3, 10,000 with K2 is crucial. What they constantly tell you to take, you know, you need to take like 400 IUs of vitamin D3 a day is a complete and total joke. And the concept, that explained it so succinct yesterday. Nobody at all in this country can rely on their food for their nutrient density anymore. It doesn't exist. The crop rotation, what they've done to the detriment of crops as far as the GMO and the CRISPR-9 gene editing and what they've been doing now and just absolutely wearing out certain areas, this is going to make the food less and less nutrient-dense. So you pretty much have to look at your food as a macro-density intake, your fats, your carbs, your protein, and that's about the extent of it in order to maintain lean muscle mass and maintain energy. Looking at it from a nutrient density and getting your minerals and vitamins from your food, you pretty much have to throw that concept out the window. We're not in the Garden of Eden anymore. We're not in the Old Testament. We don't have the fertile soil like we did back then. So understand that's why it's so important to continue to get the nutrients in your body. That's why, like with the B-complex, I had a lot of people asking me today about it being on sale, You know how many they could buy. I said, well, buy as many as you want. I keep that product stopped up. That's one of our staple products because it's so important to keep for energy function, for nervous system function, for heart functioning, for brain function, for everything. B vitamins are essential, and it's crucial you keep your body loaded up on nutrients, especially now more than ever, that is taking more and more mental energy to deal with some of these people that are running around right now and trying to maintain some level of civility while they pitch a fit. And Like the video I told you yesterday, a guy pulls out a can of mace because one of the managers wasn't wearing a mask, starts yelling at everybody to stay back. Like he's robbing the place with a can of mace. I mean, it's a joke, but there are people out there like that now, and they're going to pop up more and more and more. The level of brain function, I guess, decreases the more these people get their fourth and fifth and sixth and eighth and tenth booster shot. Dad, what do you think? I don't think the booster shots are going to ever end. <laughs> Quite frankly, Austin, and the most no. important thing. Uh, no, they're not going to. Why, no. why would they do that? Well, they control the petrochemical pharmaceutical industry, and they control the media, and they control Congress, and they control the presidency, and they control everything, and they make more money off you while they're trying to kill you. Why would they ever stop doing that? That's the perfect case scenario, isn't it? Kill you while they make money off of you and basically enslave you and turn you into a Neuralink robot. I guess that's the goal. But the, but the problem is people think that all of this stuff is going to just change. And, you know, we've told you years ago, you know, it, this is not going to go away. They set this thing up to basically slow down the entire GDP of the entire planet. The world economic growth has been shut down. Uh, look what just happened. Judge just released a new report this morning. It said the GDP in the United States has fallen this past year. 
And the sad part about it is you've got to look, you know, at a 1.4 reduction in total GDP, and you've got to look at just General Motors and it, just by itself. General Motors can't produce vehicles. It's a cra- Austin and I talk about this all the time. It's like the nuttiest thing that we've ever seen. You order a vehicle and you don't get it. You wait a month, you don't get it. You wait six months, you don't get it. You wait a year, you don't get it. And finally, you got to ask yourself a question. There ain't no chip shortage. All right, you got. You finally have to come to that understanding that something else is going on, and again, it's to control the velocity of money. The dollar now is worth is worth is worth 0.97 Swiss francs. It's gone up from 0.9 Swiss francs. We've created trillions of dollars of just new debt and given money away to people, and the dollar value should be falling through the floor as far as from an inflationary standpoint, and it's getting stronger against other world currencies. And now they're saying the dollar is still king. That's all manipulation, guys. It really is. And the problem is that the international debt and the debt of the United States is so high with derivative exposure that there's simply, even at this point, with all this money they pumped into the system, not enough dollars in circulation to handle the debt and the quote-unquote derivative exposure. So people are still dollar short. And so this is what's happening, even though Russia and China are trying to move to the RMB. But remember – the Russian and China central banks are both controlled by the Rothschild banking cartels, too. It's just a shell game. It's the same guys controlling all of this. You know, it's, it's interesting to me. I remember we were watching that one show one time. I don't watch it. I don't recommend it. I forgot the name of it. I think it was called South Park. And uh, it's very crude. Don't recommend it. But also showed me one episode of a group of aliens that were running the earth. And they were lighting their cigars, you know, with $100 bills. And then they finally said – you know, Earth isn't productive enough. We're going to destroy it. <laughs> it's like, why? Are you going to just, we're not making enough money. And, and it's just like you're, you're thinking to yourself, why in the world is this happening? Is this off-world presence mining us for adrenochrome? Is this off-world presence, presence mining us for minerals out of the ocean that we can't find or see? What are they doing to us from an energy standpoint that they consider that we have to continue to give and give and give? Because quite frankly – these guys like Elon Musk and the Rothschilds and the ones who have billions and trillions, the Rothschilds, they're the richest company group in the world because they control all the central banks and they control all the currency and all the – they're debt instruments is what they are. They're not real money anymore. It's debt, they're debt instruments. They control it all. They're worth quadrillions. And so why isn't it enough? Well, I've got the answer for you. Jesus said the love of money, greed, is the root of all evil. And guys, we've got to go back to what Jesus said again. He says, "You got see having stuff. God doesn't care if you have stuff. He doesn't care if you have a nice truck or a nice car or a nice house. But He does want that stuff having you. He doesn't want you to be obsessed with greed. I've never have enough. I'll never have enough. I never. That's 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 where the root of all evil comes in. I'll never have enough slaves. I'll never be able to control humans enough. Greed, 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 greed. And that's why Jesus warned us that that is the root of all evil. So again." Keep your hearts and minds in Christ and learn as Christians where to love one another and be kind to one another. I prayed for you guys again this morning, and I love you. You're like my family, and I appreciate you too. Also, go ahead and finish it up, and I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. 
Absolutely right, and that's when you start doing the research and you start understanding about BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard and what they've been doing. That's why they're buying up huge, huge housing complexes and subdivisions, and then they're renting them out now and leasing them. When you talk about BlackRock, which holds $10 trillion in assets, more than the Federal Reserve, and you start seeing Larry Fink, who's the CEO of them, coming out and talking about how everybody just needs to get ready for inflation, everybody just needs to deal with it. These guys are exactly what Dad just said. There's never enough. I mean, you get you have you have a asset you know basically of 10 trillion dollars as far as through blackrock and they're the ones that basically are on the boards and control like the vast majority of the major corporations at the top remember i told you guys the list of the top five control shares holders of twitter blackrock state street vanguard jp morgan and elon musk Guys, when you start getting to that level, you don't just get there and float around and do what you want and say what you want without you getting the green light to do it. Always remember that. So thank you again for getting the truth out there, standing up for truth and freedom. I saw another article from New Star Media Wire. Now said approximately 120,000 pounds of ground beef has now been recalled due to E. coli from all across the country. Very strange timing as well. I've told you guys this before. This has been one of the largest amount of recalls of meat we've ever seen in the United States in such a short period of time, right along with over 16 different manufacturing facilities in the last four months, basically being burned down or something crazy happening to them all at the same time the food is getting more and more expensive at a rapid race almost by the month so continue to stay prepped stay stocked up if you guys need anything healthmasters.com we're here to help you guys out the best we can the hr5 coupon code is going to be for the doug hagman show tomorrow i'm giving it to y'all early it hasn't even been released yet that's h is in hagman R is in report and the number five, HR5, Hagman Report 5, HR5. Use it for 5% off the website store-wide except for products that are already on sale like product of the week and three-pack specials. Giving that to you all early. Be sure to check it out, HR5, healthmasters.com. Let us know if you need anything. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network. <laughs>